Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar. For a sec. Hold on for a second. Okay, hey, when you hear the trippy music and it's two o'clock, you know it's time on Mutiny Radio for some call me Tim. Yes, welcome to some call me Tim here on Mutiny Radio. My guest today is I already forgot your name because I'm a big jerk. Mario, your last name is Mario. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. It seems like there might be an on-off switch on your. On your microphone? I don't know if there's a... On, maybe use the other microphone and we'll see. Because I'm sorry I didn't mic check that before we started. Hello? Okay, good. Um, sweet. What's I, up, yo? I, I'm remembering your last name is Mario, but yep. I'm forgetting your first name. And <laughs> I can find out right here because it's on the Facebooks. <laughs> Julio Mario. Yeah. What a beautiful name. It's, uh, it's got Julio Mario. Yeah, it's uh, as authentic as possible, like the most Mexican name you could come across. Right on. Well, welcome to Some Call Me Tim. This is the show where um, we talk about like belief structures and, and things that make your life work. Um, so usually I have people look deeply into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, who is behind you. And I ask, do you believe in Jesus? Definitely, all mamas. <laughs> you, so you do. You but did you did were you were you raised religiously? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I basically had the belief um, implemented in me. You know, I feel like since birth. So uh, you could say I was raised on that that religious belief. So Catholic, Presbyterian, Lutheran, uh, Mormon, which uh, which which denomination of Christianity well, were well, you indoctrinated with? Catholic since I'm a thug like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Julio Murillo sounds very, uh, very Hispanic. And therefore, I, I mean, I don't want to stereotype anybody yeah, no, by no, saying that, good. you know, it's all Hispanic people are Catholics. But a large, you know, a large number of them are. Yes, so. yes, that is true. So did you... Um, in Catholicism, did you like do the whole, did you do the first communion? Did you do the, did you, did you go through the whole wearing the white thing when you're seven? And then were you an altar boy? 
Yeah, so uh, basically, obviously, uh, you know, started with uh, the baptism. Uh, and, you know, that baptism, I, I don't really remember it. Well, uh, you were you know, a baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a tiny baby. Uh, I was actually cute back then. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, after the baptism, uh, we took care of uh, the first communion. And uh, a lot of people that may be listening to this, I still haven't done my confirmation. So oh. A lot of people are like, you're a bad Catholic. Oh, okay. So you never, you didn't do the confirmation when you were, was it 13 or 14? Uh, what is, yeah, what age around, is that? Around that age. I yeah. don't know if uh, Jesus might be uh, too happy with me right there. Right. It's, it's a catechism thing, right? You, yeah, have to, exactly. you have to go to, you have to go to school. You have to learn a bunch of things. And yes, then you, gotcha. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So do you still, do you still believe in Jesus? Well, you know, I have a strong belief in Jesus. Like, um, a lot of people are actually inspired by, you know, my beliefs. And uh, they, they, they see it as being, you know, truly incredible. Uh, you know, the thing with me is uh, I've gone through a lot in my life. And uh, Jesus has been, like, you know, there every step of the way. You know, God, to me, uh, is, like, it's so profound, you know, like, the just just the knowledge of, of you know of god or you know hearing of god like it just it just brings music to my ears you know and i just have so much love for him like i i i tell people you know if you have a belief in something never let go because sometimes that belief that we hold on to can be what really saves our life and you know huh. having having that belief in in god can save us not only in this life but when we go into the afterlife it could save us eternally so you believe in an afterlife you believe that after we die we go somewhere can you talk about like your afterlife ideas well i mean damn oh my god it's like that's like so profound it's so deep but um you know when it comes to an afterlife i, I believe that you know after we are we have our life here that we live here on earth that when we pass away obviously it's not our physical body that transcends into another dimension but it is a our soul huh you believe in the soul i believe in the soul and and you know i feel like all good people all kind people i feel like everybody in this life has a soul but the way that soul becomes diminished and and the way the soul falls away is when people start you know learning or not even learning but actually doing things that are you know considered evil huh so i have a question about the soul because yeah. as humans on this earth we have been um, replicating our numbers to such a large degree so like the concept of souls used to be that you know maybe somebody dies and then there's a baby and then there's new like how can we all have souls if there's nine billion people on the planet? Do you know what I mean? Like there used to only be, you know, like a billion people on the planet and there's nine billion people. So where did we get those eight billion souls from? Is is God up there like just making all these souls? He's like, foop, 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 foop. He's like making it rain souls. He's like, soul, 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 soul. Because doesn't it seem like, I, I, I mean, if you believe in science, like energy cannot be created created or destroyed it, it keeps moving on so if the energy in our beings once we die goes into something else i can kind of wrap my brain around that but with so many people maybe we have 
partial souls now? Maybe that's the problem is why people do more terrible things and shoot people and do evil is that maybe they used to have a whole soul and now they only have a ninth of a soul because we have so many people on the planet. Does that make sense? Or does God have an infinite ability for as many souls as exist? That, that's like, I love, I love that illustration. Like that's, that's beautiful. Um, and like, I could add on to that. Please. You know, um, I feel like, you know, obviously I, I'm a mortal being, you know, I'm not immortal. But uh, the way I see things personally is God has created, you know, everything. You know, God is the creator. He's the author. He's the artist of all things in this life, both good and evil. Huh. So when it comes to when it comes to the soul, I feel like uh, Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, he died for you know for our sins right according to what the bible tells us yeah so the soul that we have belongs specifically to us you know to to the the being that i am right now julio murillo the the soul that i have in me belongs uh specifically to me and everybody has their unique soul like the thing is what you were talking about so you're not you don't believe in reincarnation it's not that oh. our soul is in us and then it stays somewhere and then it comes back into another person it's that our soul is unique and and god knows it he knows us all he knows all the hairs on our head yes. he knows all about us yeah he knows all the sins because he god, this is why he created the evil too i've never thought of god yes. creating evil but i understand that i mean as i was taught that uh he knew everything. He knows every sin yeah. we were going to commit. He knew everything we were going to do before we were even born. Yeah. Is God a man or a woman? Or neither? Shoot. So when it comes to... Okay, so basically um, answering a little bit about, you know, what you were uh, addressing uh, previously. Uh, you know, when it comes to reincarnation, I personally feel it's non-existent. Now... If other people do believe in that, I, I, by any means, I, I do not want to disrespect or offend anybody, you know. Mm. But this is how I see it and how, according to what the Bible teaches us. So basically, the the reason I believe that reincarnation does not exist is simply because when Jesus Christ was, you know, to, be, to become crucified, he died for all of us every single being that was you know there and the beings that were to eventually you know to come to this earth and the thing is this what people don't realize is if reincarnation does exist to me it is very evil why because imagine you already living the life that you're living right now yes and and you know you see it as being so cruel so imperfect that you know you feel defenseless you feel weak Mm. and imagine that you eventually have to do it all over again to me that would be (laughs) torturous (laughs) so it's about living your one specific life with your one specific soul and then after if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, yes. you go to heaven, but then where do you go if you don't? What it, can you be a good person and not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and still go to heaven? You need to... Oh, oh, there's a mouse! Oh, God, there's a mouse! Ah, ah! 
Sorry, there's a mouse in here. Oh my god, it's back there. Oh my god, there's it's, a mouse. I'm no, sorry. It, it is what it is. The, the mouse ain't gonna <sighs> give me. If it was a cockroach, I, I'd, I'd hop out the chair. <laughs> oh my god, though. I don't. Mice. Oh my god. Oh, I just and, don't want to have to bring the. I don't want to have to. I hate killing things, and yeah. I don't want to have to bring the, the mouse electrification unit here to kill that little guy. I just want to pick him up and take him outside. It, it's it's a sign of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's amongst us. Right? Oh my God. It, I was. Oh, I just saw it run, and I'm like, oh no, because if there's one, that means there's more. Yes, exactly. There might be acolytes. Nobody knows. <laughs> We were just visited by the Holy Spirit in the in the tiny in the form of a tiny mouse, I believe. Oh man! So nobody is that. No one has been reincarnated. That's that mouse. That does not. People do not. They're not here, and then they become animals. They weren't animals, and then they become people, individual souls. Okay. So back to my question. What if you're? What if you try to be like a good person, but maybe you're a Buddhist? Yes. Do you, do you not go to heaven? Do you go and and if you don't go to heaven, like is is hell real? Do you believe in the concept of oh, like man. lake of fire and yeah yeah definitely and like and like being tortured forever? Because yeah. what if you never were introduced to Christianity? Yes, yes, yes. And then, so that do they find themselves in the Bernie bad place? Yes. It's, so, so, so when it comes to that, right, um, what people don't realize is God is a, he's loving, mm. you know, he, for the Christians, you know, I'm, I might be roasting a, little, a few Christians right, right now, but there's some Christians out there that want to plague people's minds with blasphemy that mm. they say, oh, if you don't turn to Jesus or if you don't turn to God right now, you're going to burn and an eternal fire yeah but see when it comes to that people got to realize one big thing a loving father mm. or mother mm. a loving parent would never put their child in a predicament where they would be suffering you know eternally for an eternal life so this is the thing if a person is a buddhist or or, or is a practitioner of the of the hinduist mm. a hindu faith right sure sure they're not it's not their fault right, you know like right. it that's what they were brought up you know right. that was their way of of learning of the concept of of an eternal being sure or eternal beings you know right right, right. Uh, so they're not going to be punished for that because at the end of the day it's not their fault and and god truly can read our minds he can you know he knows all things about us so if he knows about that, you know, about what we truly are, he's not going to punish us for a, a measly mistake, you know? Right, 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 right. Wow. Uh, the difference, though, between the Old Testament God and the New Testament God is very interesting because in the Old Testament God, he asked Abraham to kill his only son, yeah. Isaac, <laughs> on top of a mountain. He's like, yeah. he's like, take your son, walk up the mountain. You're going to murder him. And then at the very last minute, he's like, no, I'm just kidding, dude. I just was testing your faith. There's a ram over here. You murder that. Don't worry. Don't kill your son. <laughs> but Abraham was going to do it. Like, yes, he had the faith. He had the he was like, God told me to do it. So here we go. I'm going to murder my son. But then, you know, it almost mirrors the story of God murders his only son on the cross. Yeah. 
to be the the go-between for us and sin. Yeah. I mean, because it's it's almost like it's it's that weird. He's a loving father, but he asks people to do terrible things. But then in the New Testament, he's such a loving father that he sacrifices his own son. So it's like this, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around the Old Testament God versus yes, the New Testament yes. God. And, and I get it. Like um, one of my favorite Bible verses was uh, Ephesians, what is it? Two, eight, and nine is by grace. You have been saved through faith oh, yeah. and this not of yourselves. Oh, yeah. It is the grace of God, not, not through works so that no man can boast. So I, yeah. I get that. So it's not about like, I'm a good person and I'm working hard. Therefore I should go to heaven. It's saying, no, it's not about you. It's about your relationship with a uh, higher power. And, and we have no ability to save ourselves because yeah. we're just going to do, I guess, bad shit. I don't yeah. I mean, <laughs> Well, so what makes people, if God created evil, what makes people do bad shit? This is the simplest answer. Like if I were on family feud, this would be the number one based on the survey. Sure. So it's free will, you know, free God, will. God, gave us the ability to do bad or good right see and a lot of times look uh you know for the victims of of the parkland uh shooting uh you know my condolences to <laughs> to the lives affected and and all the families you know that yeah. that bad tragedy but you know the way i see it is People always say, oh, where, where's God? Like, you know, uh, yeah. atheists, I have nothing against atheism, but, you know, just w I'm, I'm putting, you know, my, my two cents in, sure. you know, uh, they say, oh, where's God? Or if God is so loving, he would stop this, you know, massacre from occurring. But what people don't realize is it wasn't, it wasn't God that shot those kids. Mm. It was a man who had that free will to do what he wanted to do. He it was the, the young man who decided to shoot the kids. It wasn't God. Now, right. this is the thing. If, if the lives that were affected, those lives will, will receive eternal compensation because they're innocent. So, uh, innocent. So, the people, if you're killed in a mass murder like that, even if, let's say, you aren't a Christian, you think that's a that's the number one, bing, you get to go right up to heaven. It's all good. You weren't supposed to die. This wasn't supposed to happen. This was an evil, terrible thing that happened, and so you're automatically saved. Because what if, like, they weren't a Christian, and they didn't believe in heaven, and then they get murdered in something like that, and suddenly they find themselves in hell? Like, what? They'd be like, what a, what a way to what? Oh, I feel you right. Right? There. Like so these there's all of these kinds of questions that I've grappled with. I was I was raised incredibly Christian and yeah. I was I was a zealot, zealotress. I sang the <laughs> songs. I was super into I prayed like all the time. I was I had a really constant relationship with Jesus for many, many, many yes, years. Yes. And it really it was deep and meaningful to me. But I yeah. remember as a child, I went to a Christian school and my teacher in fifth grade said that Catholics aren't really Christians because they use a priest and they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They have a relationship with the priest and they've never actually accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So I'm saying, I said to my teacher in fifth grade, Miss yeah. Blake, I said, my grandmother is a devout Catholic. She's been going to mass on Fridays and on Sundays since she was a child. She believes, she Hail Marys, she does the whole thing. She does confession. You're saying 
that she is going to hell? And my teacher said yes. And it, oh. it was like in fifth grade where I, re- I was like, this insane hypocrisy that's happening. She was a really devout woman. But somehow, because she was devout in a different sect of Christianity, she's somehow not Christian. That kind of like, it just made me think, and all through my life is like, well then, what does it mean? Like, yes, we have the Bible. We have that one text shared, but everyone interprets it interprets it in such a different way that it, it was just hard to for me. So, okay, so let me. This is what I believe now, because I'm not strictly an atheist. I believe that belief is like a cone, and around it there are ladders. And Christianity is a ladder over here and kind of next to it would probably be like, you know, there'd be like a Lutheran ladder and a Presbyterian ladder and a Catholic ladder. And like way over here is like a Buddhist ladder on the other side and like a Hindu ladder. And for some people way over here, there's like a Satanist ladder. And do you know what I mean? Like there's all of these different belief structures. Over here there's science. There's people that are like, God isn't real, but I believe in science. And so we have all of these ladders that are going up this enormous cone where at the top is the same idea that there's a higher power that created all of this. Because how can we, like the hubris of us to think, what, this all just came out of nothing? Like, we have fingernails. That's weird, right? Like, babies come out and they have fingernails. And you're like, what? Like, there's a, it's hard. You can't think there's no plan, because there's obviously a plan in place. But then it's like, then we have problems because over here we're like you're on the Islam ladder and we're on the Catholic ladder and we want to kill you in the Crusades or whatever and it's like if we're all kind of looking for that same thing that's at the top but we aren't we all striving for some meaning yeah and it seems like you found the meaning you got it you're locked in oh man like you know when it comes to what you were just uh, addressing earlier about uh, your fifth grade teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, it, a lot of times uh, we cast judgments upon people, but what we have to realize is when we do stuff like that, we have to have a righteous heart. And <sighs> even and even in the Bible, this is this is something that's crazy. In the Bible, it says that nobody is good. Right. For God, that's why right. the, the the common phrase "God is good." Right, 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 right. right. And, and I've never heard "man is good." No, I've never heard. <laughs> you feel man me? Is like, yeah. So, so the thing is, a, a lot of times we really don't know like what what can happen or what may occur, you know. And that's why, at the end of the day, I hold my faith. I hold on to it with all my might. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I can never judge another person's faith mm. or, or their belief or their religion because at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm wrong and they're right. So I always have what, what one of the qualities that Jesus always tells us to go by is humility. Right. Well, don't remove the speck from your brother's eye until you've removed the log from your own. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That whole idea that... And he, who, he who is blameless casts the first stone. Go ahead. Those of you who've never sinned, you know, throw the first stone at this person who's like, it's, you know, it's about judgment. I love, I think Jesus was great. I loved all the things. He was a socialist. Yeah. He was a badass. Like he yes. was great. He believed in feeding people. He believed that 
regardless of your profession, that you still um, had worth in the eyes of God. Like he was hanging out with prostitutes and tax collectors. <laughs> Nobody else was doing that. And he's like, no, they, they are people too. Yes. And le- people with leprosy and people with, and the poor and the, you know, he was saying people have value. Yes. And not that m- people with money have value, but that people intrinsically have value. Yes. And you know, I another like thing, stuff. another thing oh, about that. Again. Oh my God, the oh, mouse. The, the mouse. And the mouse is getting entertained. Oh God. <laughs> Don't oh. worry. He, he ain't going to do nothing. The little mouse, hey, he might, he might be trying to look for <gasps> Disneyland. You know, he, he's lost. No, but so, you know, added to your point, right? Look, check this out. Uh, another thing is Jesus was actually uh, pro marijuana. Yeah, he was. So, so this is the thing. What people don't realize is anointed one, yeah. right there. It's like, and and then a lot of people like my family before, not now. My my family now is pro marijuana, but before it's like, oh, don't use marijuana because. You know, that's not good for you. You're going to sure. be Your body is a temple. Up. Your yeah. body is a temple yeah. and you must respect it. Yeah, exactly. And now they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, muy bien. La marihuana hay para el corazón. Yeah, it's good for your heart. It's good for everything. I mean, it's and and it's a natural plant. I mean, it's I feel like when it comes to alcohol, although Jesus water into wine. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Like, but and also that was contextually that was a different thing that was about weddings and celebrations exactly, and, and about exactly. that miracle he performed the interesting thing was that he turned the water into wine at the end of the wedding so usually people in that time they'd bring out the good wine at the beginning and at the end of the wedding they'd bring out the swill and the crap because oh, no one knew wow. the difference anyways okay. but he turned the water into wine and at the end people were saying oh, what an amazing wedding this is and how, what, a, what a generous person you are to bring out your best wine at the end yeah. nobody does that so Jesus Jesus was making this guy look like a baller, you know, (laughs) but I think that cannabis is much better for your temple than alcohol. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And and see what people don't realize, too, uh, you know, alcohol, what people think if you're religious, like, uh, for example, a Catholic or a Christian, that alcohol is prohibited. It's not. See, what, what what Jesus, in a sense, what his teaching is based on, what he tries to notify us or let us know is that being a drunkard, like constantly drinking, like, mm. oh, I'm about to mm-hmm. get fucked up tonight. Yeah. Like, like something like that. That is what's totally wrong. Right. That is what's wrong. But if you're going to drink a little bit wine, a little bit of cerveza, you know, get it in your system so you can feel a little good about yeah. yourself. You know, that's and then transitioning into marijuana, that's good for the soul because it opens your third eye. And then you you you're really in that meditative state mm. where you're like, Oh my god, it's like where have you been my whole life? Well and, and exactly. I think cannabis gives you the ability to still have your own thoughts and perspective yes. and even to change your perspective a little. Whereas Alcohol sort of numbs and deadens you. Yeah. So, I mean, if if I think God wants us to be the best people we can be. That's right. That's right. So, I, ah. so what's what's the most? Just to switch gears for a second. What's the most evil thing that you see in the world right now? What what would you say is the? Ooh. You can give me the top three evils if you want. But Damn. what 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 do you think that's happening right now in the world? Is 
the most evil and the most what god hates the most right now man wow okay well obviously uh one of the top you know from from the head uh obviously it is um you know the disparity of of like wealth you know oh, wow. it's not it's not wow. like being distributed wow. properly you know i sure. feel like you know it, it is so complex at the end of the day but me personally i feel like a billionaire if they have that much money do you really need a billion dollars exactly. to live like, yeah right yeah i mean I, yeah if i had like let's say like a million yeah. like i know i'm I'm gonna be living good, you know. You know, going to to trips, you know, living my my life to to its fullest potential. But do I really need a billion dollars to live? Like that to me is becoming greedy, right? right. Yeah, so, sure. So, so greed is the number one sin that God is like. Greed is bad. Yeah, exactly. And I'd say number two, um, you know, there's also a lack of love this world and and so would you say that it's lack of empathy or lack of love because people love like tv and they love their smartphone Ah, and they love lattes do you know what i mean but (laughs) i know what you mean right but then but it's like the empathy which goes back to the greediness because if you're gonna take a billion dollars a year and you know that your country your company is in bangladesh and that you're paying people like 10 cents right two cents a day right if you're paying people like a hundred dollars a month and they're working 60 hours a week or something even something insane right yeah that's i think that's evil too it is and god really didn't like money in the old testament graven images do you know isn't that the first the first commandment is have no other gods other than me that he's the only god yes 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 and And he's a jealous guy right (laughs) but but i think that people now we've made money into a god yeah, so people that's are, right. and people worshiping money as a god, that greed that they're worshiping. I I see your point. That is probably the worst sin. So, and being so focused on money as a god makes you not have any empathy for people because yeah. people's worth is based on how much money they make. That's right. And so you devalue them and you don't have empathy toward their life struggle. Yeah. Okay. And maybe um, a third one, I believe. So it's selfishness. So it's oh, first, yeah, it's greed. Yeah. Second, yes. it's selfishness. Because the yes, lack of yes, 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 the yes. lack of empathy would probably be selfishness. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Correct, so correct. Greed, selfishness. Third one. You're really hitting them. This is great. Uh, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this would be another one. Uh, connecting with the world again. Like <sighs> technology is overrunning. Like, and now. I, trust me, I'm on my phone um, like all the time. You know, I'm on Facebook looking at the cheese which is in Spanish for gossip. You oh, know? okay. Uh-huh. So I mean, uh, Instagram as well. But you know, when it comes to the human contact, like I saw this at a party. It was uh, at my we, our Mexican parties. They be lit as hell. Like it's, it's fun, and I come in and I see. Uh, two of my cousins, both of them were on their phones, like, and there's people around them, like sure, the rest of my family sure. is around Dis- them. So disconnection. So yes, right. disconnection. So connecting with other humans and the world around us. Yes, is is the third thing that we really need to, to focus on. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, just dis- because 
even in technology, we think we're being more connected, mm -hmm. but we're getting more disconnected. Yes, yes, that's so yeah. true. Because everyone's on the, everyone's looking. It's that thing where you walk into a public place, like, you know, dinner or anywhere. We can walk around to any establishment. Yeah. Everybody's on their phone. I've even seen people texting each other while they're sitting next to each other, oh as opposed to talking, God. which is really weird to me what the? oh, oh yeah. my god if i see somebody do that yeah i'm really gonna question like are you kidding me like when yeah, you're having yeah. sex like are you sexting are you, like right yeah, next you're to sexting. each other that's so funny oh my god let me give you a dick pic I, like <laughs> right i'm right here i don't need a dick pic i see it i really disconnection wow so the three biggest evils are greed selfishness and disconnection yeah yeah I can see that. I mean, and so is the only way to turn people away from these horrible evils to, to bring them to the light of the Father? Is that the only like, I mean, what do we do? If you see somebody being greedy, what do you, because a lot of like, look at our president. He's a very, very greedy man. Oh, and God. he professes, he professes to be a, lead, a, a believer. Yeah. So. Like as an example, how do we, how do we justify the hypocrisy of like what we see? I don't know. I almost want to ask like, what is being a Christian mean right now? Like, what does that actually mean? Well, shoot, like, man, well, being a, a real authentic Christian, I feel like you'll see you'll you'll be able to uh decipher and you'll be able to you know pull out which christian is authentic and which one is fake mm. because i feel like the fake ones uh, this is my personal belief sure, sure. uh they're the ones that are always throwing like huge events they're always in a sense maybe making like the the like religion as if it was like a party or I, I don't know like making it an extravaganza right but when i see like the real Christian, like the mega churches you're yeah, talking about like churches. with four thousand people and everybody tithes a hundred dollars they're making yeah. all this money and the church just keeps getting bigger and bigger yes. and they've got tv so you can't even see the pastor anymore yes. and now you're sitting in the back and you're watching him on tv and there's a fanfare and amazingness to like there's a spectacle to church definitely like right why can't we build mega home shelters like yeah. for the homeless people. wow that right there would huh. be a true christian now see right. now a true christian how you can tell the difference is they're being persecuted ah you know the, their beliefs are, are like you know they don't want a lot of times people will rebuke them say mm. spin in their face mm. just like jesus was yes, like yes, jesus yes. was uh discriminated he was hated yeah and at the end of the day he still showed love for those people that mm -hmm. hated on him and that's the same thing when tr with true christians they won't wish you to go to hell they won't wish you to to be suffering they just want they trying to really look out for you. but what about okay so there's a lot of right now in our political climb there's a lot of yeah. people that are claiming christianity and they're using the religious right to say that gay people are gross trans people aren't people do you know what i mean like yeah. and they're saying well the bible says that gay people aren't people so you know but i think the gay thing with with the hardcore Bible belters. Yeah. I, I mean, because 
gay people are people too. Like they God are, made God made people and one out of every 10 of them happens to be gay and people yeah. identify with their gender in different ways and technically God doesn't even have a gender. Does he? Is that, that's right. That's God right. is a spirit. He doesn't have a body like yes, a man. We're calling yes. him a he. But the the people that are claiming this hardcore Christianity that harbor so much hate and you know they don't have empathy how do we how do you justify like Christianity's place in that abortions too like when they go to the and they're like you can't make choices for yourself you you know like but I don't see a lot of people in the religious right like adopting a ton of children or I mean I don't know I've had abortions and I think it was the best choice. I think that God yeah. respects the idea that I was not in a place where I would have been a good parent. Exactly. I just wasn't ready to to give my life for another being. And, uh, you know, I feel like if you get an abortion, it's, it's the little soul that was in there. It goes back. It'll come back around. It's not. I, I, I don't know. But so my question is, gay people and abortion Christianity. What do you think about that? Okay, so, <laughs> so when it comes to the the like the homosexuals, uh, look, I've my ideas have always changed and transcended, but it's changed for the better because yeah. I, I've I've learned to become more open minded and more understanding. Before yeah. I, you know, when I was younger. Uh, I was in a sense like more discriminant but now I realize that in the Bible Jesus Christ gives us the commandment to love thy neighbor mm. and see Jesus Christ never specified who that neighbor which was. neighbors yeah exactly so that neighbor could be transgender it could be homosexual whatever sure. whatever it, you know it may be we have to come to a conclusion to tell ourselves Jesus wants us to love everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Sure. So, Sweet. Yeah. I like that answer. So it, it's very interesting contextually if you look at the Bible about when homosexuality was reviled and it was in Exodus yeah. uh, and Leviticus. So it Leviticus, was when, yeah. um, if you look historically at that time, the Jewish people were being persecuted by a number of enemies and they were being, yeah. they were being, um, there were lots of war and they were being, um, enslaved basically they were enslaved by the egyptians and there was more enslavement by different groups of people and if you look at even the roman times they were really into butt sex yeah right but they Sodomy. were and they were but they were stealing jewish children and turning them into slaves and probably forcing them to have sexual relations that they didn't want yeah. therefore if you look at leviticus contextually and you're like basically they're saying we don't want our children being stolen and turned into slaves. They yeah. turn it into a sexual thing, I think, because that sucks when your little boys get taken yeah, and your little definitely. girls and they're any kind of sex slave is definitely, terrible. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So I, I try to, when I read the Old Testament and I see that, and so I think that things get taken out of context. Like, yes, it's the word of God. Yes, it was passed down. So men were inspired by God to write these yeah. things to pass on this knowledge that was important that was a, a text on how to live your life yeah and at that time you know if, if if we were being persecuted by if all the little boys were being taken i bet that we'd probably be like homosexuality is pretty bad you know like yeah yeah i see, I see.
So I don't, that's how I justify that one because wow. Jesus, but that's the thing is the Old Testament God versus the New Testament God and which people choose to, you know, interpret or yeah. it's like the constitution, right? Yeah. So it, back when the constitution was written, it said all men are equal, not all men and women, but, and they didn't mean all men. They meant all white male landowners. Yeah. So yeah. when they wrote the original text, it had a certain meaning and and now we've sort of switched the meaning to to deal with our beliefs now, which are that exactly. we think people are created equal. It doesn't matter if you're black or brown or white or whatever color you are. If you're a man or a woman, you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. But 250 years ago, it was just white male landowners that had the right to life, you know, the, the universe and happiness or whatever it is. Definitely. So... It, when does the Bible become an outdated text? Does that ever happen? Or is it, it, it will always be the Word of God? Man, that's a very good question. Um, I, I feel like uh, the Bible uh, can never become outdated. Mm. Um, I feel like we as human beings, uh, we can make that happen, mm. but it, it would totally be a wrong thing to do. Um, I, I'm actually a big, huge conspiracy nut. Yeah? So I mean, that's why I, I'm, I, I really thought of becoming a comedian because I could talk about these things and I could make it funny. So, but, flat earth conspiracy theory? Oh, no, no. No, I, no, 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 I, no, because God, level. okay. <laughs> well, because that's the whole thing is that if you believe that God created the ever-expanding universe. Yes, yes. Then the earth has to be round because we're a planet in with the rest of the solar system. Yeah. I, I, I mean... It's hard, like flat earthers. I, it was funny because the other day I read an article and it said, "Oh my God!" They were they literally contradicted themselves. They say, "We are flat earthers. We are around the entire globe." Like, ah! What the hell? <laughs> That's so funny. It's like who are you playing? That's hilarious. And, and <laughs> we are flat earthers. We have believers around the entire globe. <laughs> oh man. So, so That's like so funny. You know the thing is. What, what people uh, don't realize or what people don't understand is like nowadays uh, the Bible this is why I say it's not outdated because a lot of the things that have occurred the Bible it's it's written there in the Bible sure. mm -hmm. and so there are prophecies there are prophecies that have been fulfilled yeah. and there are prophecy prophecies yet to be fulfilled right revelations is a scary book but oh, it is God. so much of it is coming to fruition now with um the mark of the beast oh, or God. chips in oh, your hand yep. and yep. and now that we're paying people are buying money with their cell phones like there's devices that control our entire monetary system yeah. they're trying to that's chip scary. people and that's the thing is that i i saw this um god it affected me so much as a young child in the early 80s, um, I was forced to watch a movie by my church and it was about the apocalypse. Oh and one of the things that they said was the mark of it is when people had all of their money and all their information implanted in their hands so they could be easily tracked. And that's kind of like happening. People are chipping their dogs. People want to chip their children. God. You know, like, can you imagine a time when Everyone's everything is on a chip in their hand and it's just if you want to buy food you swipe if you want to do I mean it 
I don't know the, the the beast is upon us and all of the all of the plagues and stuff that happen the the seven seal the breaking of the seven seals yes, and the waters yes, turning yes. to blood and the skies and the like you can look at natural disasters and you can see like the eroding of the of the um, ice caps and the of the yes. glaciers I, is all of that like being was that all prophesied in in revelations I you can kind of look at it that way it's scary though I mean and a lot of people do believe. I mean, there's hardcore Christians go, oh, the end times are upon us. This was the funniest thing I heard of. There was a there was a woman in um, LA, and this was a funny story, and this happened in the late 90s. Um, there was a, in front of her was a truck, and it was covered, but it had like inflatable dolls or inflatable people that were like balloons or something. Yeah, okay. And there was a car accident and all of these balloon people started floating up to the sky and she thought that it was the rapture and so she <laughs> leapt out of her car no. and she died. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So she had her own personal rapture oh my because she goodness. thought she saw all of these bodies floating into the sky and thought that the rapture was upon us and she was like, I got, I'm going. Maybe was, she no. maybe it was not a rapture but a rupture of a heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you do you believe in the rapture? Is that gonna happen that oh. that when the end times are upon us, all the Christians are just gonna rise into the sky? God, man. Uh, man. Honestly, it, you know, I would never go against uh God, but uh, you know, to me personally, I, I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know um I'm hoping if if it, you know, does occur that maybe I may, may be one of the lucky ones and hopefully you as well. Like yeah. I'm hoping every, as many people as possible can make it because after the rapture, you know, a uh, thousand years of judgment. Yes. And then the war of Armageddon. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, but we could already be there and not even know, and not even realize what if it. The, right? Yeah. What if the rapture happened in like 1900 or something they and we've scared. all been living in the hundred years of, of, of judgment and war. Yes. Like maybe we're living in the end times right now. That's possible. <laughs> so as I said, I was raised incredibly Christian and very religious and I, and I gave my, my heart to Jesus you know, in second grade and, and then throughout high school and all the stuff. But yeah. now, you know, it's one of those safety things where I'm like, well, I did believe in him. And so if something does happen, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of safe, you know, like I already yeah. did the thing and I try to be a good person and I try to be a moral person. Yes. But I don't know that. And I, you know, I try to honor God with my actions and I try but I don't call myself a Christian anymore because I dealt with so much of the hypocrisy and I don't yes. necessarily want to be lumped in with that anymore or as I mean so I'll, I'll tell you a quick story my when I was in high school as again I was so 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 Christian I almost went to Azusa Pacific. I almost went to a Christian college. My brother went to a Christian oh, college. Wow. Yeah, I was into it. And what happened was I went to a college. I went to UC San Diego. And I and almost in my second year, I almost transferred to Azusa. But it was, and I was a Christian camp counselor. Anyways, so the, the pastor of our church, and we had a mega church. He had written all these books. And he was a very special man. And uh, his name was Ron Lee Davis. And he talked on the pulpit for years about his family and his children and his wife and how much he loved them and the bonds of marriage and blah, blah, blah. Well, he'd been personally um, 
being a counselor, nine women came forward, but I'm sure there were more than that. He had told them that they had to have sex with him to absolve their sin and get closer to God. So he had all of these women committing adultery against their husbands. And he was up on stage being, you know, the hypocrisy there was pretty right. So when that all came out, and I was like 18, 19 years old, I just went, I can't, I can't do this. This isn't, like, Christianity isn't real to me anymore because the guy that I had thought this is the perfect example of what a Christian should be suddenly was it was like just the rug was just ripped from under me and so because it made me think this person I've believed in is amoral that he was using his position of power to have sex with women (laughs) it was just so it just it it incensed me it made me so mad because I mean, it's just like super misogyny and just using his position with God to oh, ask women to do amoral things. I, I don't know. Just like that was the click in my head that went, <laughs> I, I can't, I can, I can, I can have a personal relationship with a higher power and yes. I can still believe in like goodness and light. Yes, definitely. But I don't know. And maybe I'll go back. It seems like you're, do you, do you still go to church? Yeah, I go to church uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Awesome. Sometimes I like, I'll, I'll like tell myself, all right, I got to realize that I'm not worshiping the priest. I'm worshiping God. Right. You know? right, right so, right, 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 you know, every time I go to church, that's what I come with that mindset. True. And even though I'm Catholic, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes what really affects me is, um, a lot of times, uh, Catholics, fellow Catholics of mine, they, in a sense, worship the Pope. Ah. So, so, so the thing is, I'm not saying all of them do, mm-hmm. but some of them actually do. And sure. I try, you know, to those people, I always try to tell them, he is a mortal man. He, he is not God. Right. And so, uh, another diving into my conspiracy theories, uh, he's like, in a sense, like the the key to creating the one world religion. Oh. So, so I'm like, damn. But see, uh, one world religion. So, is that that negates Christianity though? If we create one world religion, exactly. Uh, you know, it negates honest, all of it. How does that? How do we create a one world religion? That I, I I can't even wrap my brain around that because, I mean, I guess okay. So Islam and um. Judaism and Christianity all share the Old Testament together and they all share the idea of a monotheistic structure. So it's one God. Although Christians, there's really three, three gods in one. So it's, yeah. So that's interesting too. We get conceptually interesting there. Yes. But so I can see that those three religions could come together and say, Hey, we believe in one God. Let's create a religion that we all can sort of share together Yes, yes. But then, uh, so what does a one world religion look like? Tell me about this conspiracy theory. Oh, God. Uh, I've never uh, heard of this conspiracy theory. So uh, basically, what it is, is basically, I mean, it's basically, oh, my God, it's so so complex. It's so uh, deep. It's, uh, but the Pope, he is like, as I said, he's like the key to this, um, 
And the Pope actually addressed this. He said that if aliens were to come down to the earth, uh-huh. he would, you know, talk to them about God. But sure. this is the thing. What people don't realize is the the um, aliens are actually demons. Because <gasps> Really? Yeah. So the thing is this. Aliens exist, right? Yeah. And even even angels, they exist as well. But they're not how we perceive them to be. Angels and, and, and demons, they kind of do look like aliens. See, in the book of Revelations, in the book of Revelations, uh, the apostle uh, John, in one of his visions, he actually saw an alien. Yeah. But it was a, a demon. It's like the face of a frog, uh, some something describing a description about the eyes. And people nowadays see that as in uh, as an alien the grays Al- like the grays the yes, little guys exactly. with the tilty eyes and the big heads yes. and the skinny bodies and alistair uh, crowley yeah. also saw aliens too like big satanist yeah yes big satanist. And, and the 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 drawings that he made w- was like a freaking alien I'm wow like, Damn. so aliens are demons that live on other planets or oh god in i mean i'm because I believe, I believe we that this Earth can't be the only thing in the universe. Yes, I feel like I know, I know, the hubris I know. of humans to think that, and especially with all the biodiversity that we have. Look at cats. Cats are like aliens. Look at squid. Squid, huge giant squid that live in the ocean. You can't tell me that those aren't like alien beings. If you look, it, it makes, it's like, it seems so one-sided short-sided of us to go well this is the only world there is in the entire expanding universe there's nothing else like god had no other pet projects at all he just did it all right here like there's gotta be something else out there there i mean can we believe that the entire vastness of the universe only contains us yeah yeah that seems so crazy to me we would be foolish to think something like that because another thing is uh another idea that people have is um, that heaven is in the sky, right? Right. Heaven is out this universe, like out this dimension. You you can't simply just like say, oh, God is in the, the sky here, but he's in a different freaking planet. Uh, yeah, dimension. Yeah, sure. I don't even know what, how you would want to put it, but right. it's not just in the sky. Right, right. See, uh, last two weeks ago, I had a guest and he said something very interesting. I said, you know, do you, believe in God and he said no he said but he does believe in higher powers yeah, in that yeah, definitely. gravity is a higher power like oh. we don't it's happening we don't really understand it yes radioactivity that's a higher power like do we get it do we understand why it happens yeah. sound waves like there's all kinds of things that are happening that are real in our universe yes that are high they're literally higher powers yes, yes definitely. and so I was like wow so you call it that, but we can call it God. Like, cause, yeah, yeah. Because gravity is a thing. We're not flipping, flibbity doing, flying around. <laughs> We're all stuck to the earth. <laughs> I, it's, I, I mean, all these concepts, it's so big. So what makes, do you think that your belief and trust in Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and about God, is, is that what makes your life worth living? Or is there something else that, is there a, yeah, just what makes your life worth living? Oh my God! Wow. Uh, well, honestly, what makes my life worth living is just just the concept of and the idea of knowing that I am alive. That that currently 
I am living and I am breathing and and, and to me th that right there is enough and and I encounter and I come across so many people who are depressed and so many yeah. people that have anxiety and all oh these God. issues that come to them and and when they always ask me how is it that you aren't caught up in all this and I tell them you know what I have so much love and, and optimism and faith in God that I can't be pushed down I can't be you know my, my, my faith is impenetrable huh. like everything about me like like especially my mother and my father like there's I love my parents to death and my family in general because they're not judgmental people yeah and and it really it really talks to my soul when I am able to to like you know transcend like I feel like sometimes my body like I can have an out-of-body experience just by speaking to another being because sure. I'm connecting with them on a spiritual level not just on a, a, a physical level but on a spiritual level yeah I, I mean that's funny because I think a lot of people don't even believe in the concept of a soul but you're saying that when you connect with people you like are dealing with their soul yeah definitely and yet there are people that are like yeah there's no soul well maybe those are the people that are like you said the the less soul you have the more evil things you do or the more you negate your soul with evil things the more it's chipped away like i've never killed a person i've never killed anything I've, yeah. i won't even kill that mouse i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna put it in a bag and take it outside and let it i'm gonna take it over across the street yeah. to somewhere else because i just don't i can't kill things <laughs> but you know maybe every time we do kill something we lose a little piece of what makes us human and so once you've already done that i don't know like like you said about the person who shot the 17 kids like how like I just it's hard to conceptualize that that person has no value for human life yeah. and and that's I mean is that what makes up our soul is the 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 believing in that other people's lives are important as important as ours man that's like I, I feel like every being in this world every human being is important Every single person on this planet serves a purpose, mm. and we may not know what that purpose may be uh, with regards to, you know, the other people, but it is they themselves that will one day hopefully find that purpose that they serve. And, and w when it comes, you know, to the soul, um, I, I feel like, in a sense, the devil comes into play, and, you know... I actually know a lot of people that are actually Satanists. Yeah, I do and, too. Yeah, and, and absolutely, and, it's selfishness. It's embracing. It's a hundred. It's embracing selfishness. A hundred percent is, and it's crazy because we, we discussed earlier that one of the biggest sins would be selfishness, yeah. and it's embracing that and doing specifically things to benefit yourself alone. Yeah, that that's what they believe in, and. I guess it works because if you're constantly thinking about yourself, I guess your life would improve. Yeah. But in constantly thinking about yourself, there's no empathy. Oh, 
So then you have no ability to, to care about others or where they're coming from because you're solely interested in yourself, which is totally against everything that Jesus said. Exactly. But then they get ahead. Like the, you know, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, he was a Satanist and he did yeah. pretty well for himself. Yeah. What was his name? I can't remember. Anyways, um, I was going to ask you another question and now it's fallen out of my head. But, uh, so do you're not, you're not one of the Christians that runs around and like professes, you don't like stop people on the street and say like, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You're going to hell. <laughs> right? That's not like your, that's not your bag. No. Was, no. See, when it comes to me, um, I am the type of person that is never shamed of, you know, to, to speak about Christ. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not the person that's going to harass you. Right, right. You know, I'm not going to go like how you just mentioned right now, like, if you don't believe in God, you're going to hell. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the type of person that will make you appreciate God. Like, say, like, oh, my God, I've never seen somebody teach me in this certain way sure. to where I want to build a relationship with God because right, right. at the end of the day that's what God truly wants a relationship built with him and these people who are out here like you know uh, you know putting they're not putting respect like right. they're putting sure. they put respect on God's name right you right know? yeah like that's why there's so many atheists because a lot of atheists, I ain't even mad at them. They see a lot of these Christians as like imbeciles, like low lives. Like these guys are brainwashed. They're paranoid. They're well, mad. it's it's the it's the the thing I know that trips a lot of people up is the concept of faith, and yeah, and it's in that Ephesians I talked about uh, yes. through faith, and it's not of yourselves. So it's having a faith in God. And I I read Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, and every time he goes into these discussions about is God real what is morality what are we doing he always ends on the crux that it's faith and you have to believe and you either do or you don't but it's faith and it's it's saying but the thing is so many people have experienced God in their lives and have experienced like the the, the higher power and so it's hard not to say that you have faith when amazing things happen like Definitely. and they can and ah, so it's when the but a lot of people will say well the crux is faith and you're saying i should have faith in something i don't believe in so screw that and it's like well maybe it's a perspective shifting maybe maybe when we see a sunset we can say wow that is the glory of god like that is a beautiful like what else was this made for this is this was made for us humans to like enjoy and it just seems so like frivolous for our happiness that there are so many beautiful things there are, you know there's trees and butterflies I mean butterflies like what are those about right so maybe if we switch our perspective from because how are, how were all these things made it's just it's like saying having so for an agnostic or a or an atheist say faith in yeah. nothing yeah. well it's like so it's just a randomness? Randomness made butterflies. Randomness made the the universe and the and the gravity and we spinning around this thing and we're on an axis and we're tilted toward the sun. Like I know we're it's how can it's almost like how can we not have faith when there's so many huge things happening that we can't understand? 
Like, why wouldn't we have faith? Definitely. Does that, that kind of, that makes sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I totally do. Like, uh, for instance, about how you just mentioned about the butterflies, like how the heck were those things created? Like, and the thing is when I, when I hear the word butterfly, I don't see no butter on it. Like, yeah. like <laughs> what the heck? But that's like nomenclature, you know, that's like sure, naming, sure, sure, right? Sure, 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 um, Mariposa. Uh, the thing is this, uh, when it comes to God and when it comes to the things of this earth, like did a car just like magically come or or did the car a car was built with pieces sure sure like it, it, the car didn't come first it was the pieces to create the car that you know came into existence sure sure that that's the same thing with us humans like we were structured and and like how the hell does a sperm cell develop into a, a body like right yeah human flesh I, like, all of what the, the hell the dividing of cells and how quickly it happens and how amazing and that by three weeks it has like a little heartbeat like how is that how is that you know it's crazy to me yes so uh, we'll, we'll, I'll give you this one last theory and, and um, so when people say oh well Christians they're weirdos they believe that the genesis and the world happened in seven days so what I say to that is that the Bible is very allegorical and that it's telling us stories to help our little human brains understand the nature of God. So what's a God day? So if the world was created in seven days and God has no sense of time, what's a God day? A God day could be 4 billion years, right? So on the first day he created the heavens and the earth, that could have been a hundred million years, more than a hundred million years ago. And on the second days he created the sea and the sky or whatever, however it happened. And the animals that populated and then and the man. So it's like, what if God was in charge of uh, evolution? Because yeah. what's a God day? And how are we supposed to go, well, we understand God. <laughs> like, no, we don't. So we're just trying in our human way to understand these big ideas. And so I don't necessarily think that evolution is wrong because we can kind of figure it out through science, but what yeah. if God created evolution? Right? Wow. Like in the Big Bang Theory too, you don't think God made the Big Bang? Like yeah. if we all came from these little atoms pushing together, wasn't that? So when we look at Genesis and we say, so I think it's closed-minded of some Christians to go, the word is the word from God and all of it is real and it's exactly. <laughs> it's like, that, that's like their defense. <laughs> right, but if we can look at Genesis and we can look at things allegorically, just like Jesus did when he spoke the Beatitudes, yes. he's not talking about literally throwing pearls before swine. Yeah, exactly. He's saying that his ideas are, can you don't throw them on the road to be trampled by people who aren't gonna appreciate them. But it, allegorically, the, the Bible and science can kind of like live together. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, uh, you know, and and like, see, the thing is, I don't know where exactly it is in scripture, but what it does say is this: one day to God is a thousand years to man. Sure, could be, could be more. Who knows? It's like God, God has no concept of time. He created time. We created. Man created time. Yes, There's yes. no time for God. God lives forever. He's a, he's an infinite being who's omniscient and omnipotent. Yes, and therefore how dare us put the human concept of time that we made up yeah. on him Definitely. or her or whatever this yeah. higher power is. You, you know how, how you're saying him, her, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I, I've, I've actually done my studying, my research on that stuff. So the thing is with God, right? 
this is based on the belief of the Trinity. Yeah. Right? Uh, so this is the thing. God is actually both male and female. All right. I'll, I'll explain this. So, see, God, the Father, you could say right there, is the male. God, the Holy Spirit, is also God, right? Right. That's the female. That's the uh-huh. feminine. That's the feminine part. God oh, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. See, God the Son is also integrated. So it's it's look. It's, it's like a family. Yeah, exactly. That's mm. what how you break it down. Mm. Like you know your parents and yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes the whole family. Right. Right. So that's like the basic elementary way to oh, break it down. But I wish that when I was younger they had talked about the holy spirit being a feminine concept yeah i could have gotten on board with that absolutely that the holy spirit is the feminine side that sort of envelops you and, and then there's the pentecostals that believe that you're not really a christian unless you speak in tongues because of acts yes, yes when the yes. fire came down and the holy spirit inhabited them and then they really so and to yeah. blow your mind to blow your mind the actual name of the holy spirit is sophia what so it's spelled s o P A P H I A. Oh and my you could do, god! You can research that. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Julio Maria, this has been really. You're my first. You're my second Christian we've had on here. So that that really truly believes in that. I would even say like you're a Christian, dude. That's badass. <laughs> Seriously, not like in a fake way or a hip, hip, hypocrisy, hypocritical yeah. kind of way. Like you're the real deal. It's thank you. This has been really really great to like. I don't know. I feel like, like the, I feel like faith isn't so bad. In, but I, I've had this. You've really changed my mind about Christianity. Oh, you really God have. That is good. You have because I've been so like, the religious right it is ruining our nation. All the Christians in the Midwest are ruining our nation, and it's really it feels good to know that there's a person who believes who. You you have the right ideas in your mind, and you're not, it's not about subjugation, and it's not about judgment, and it's just about like trying to praise the Lord yeah. with your actions and Hallelujah. With your, yeah, it's great. <laughs> this has been awesome. Do you have any last uh, words for our some call me Tim audience? This is I, honestly this has been really great. Um, yeah, I, I'm really I'm really stoked with everything that's happened today. It's changed. And the and the and the mouse. I feel like the Holy Spirit came in and was like watching us. I keep seeing it back there, and I'm like, buddy. It's like I, stay put, right? Yeah, I just I just can't have a mouse here. But it can. I don't want it to die. I want exactly. it to live. I just okay. don't want it to live here. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's a no mouse immigration policy with <laughs> Mutiny Radio. But I have no problem with mice. Uh, last last words. Any shout outs? Um, any upcoming shows? Any? Um, oh, okay. You're a musician. Do you have any SoundClouds uh, for other people <laughs> or anything like that? Uh, I'm trying to pursue uh, my uh, comedy career first, and then I want to do what Kevin Hart's been doing. Uh, Kevin Hart obviously stand up, yeah. and he's doing music too. But he is sucks he really? at it. But I'm actually good at music. Sweet. So so the thing is, yeah. I'm you know I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. 
Uh, I'm actually gonna be April 24th, uh, neck of the woods. Oh, rad! Yes, for that like competition, I guess. Fantastic. Oh my goodness, I, I am a competitor. Like I'm gonna go in there like Ray Lewis. Yeah. And, and I'm just gonna, ooh, I'm gonna eat everybody You're alive. Doing. What now? Do you have a SoundCloud? Because we'll we'll play your music. Damn, for a I while don't. After this. You know what? I don't have no music. Like you have I nothing actually, online. I could freaking do a freestyle like right now. Yeah, let's do it. Like whatever's on my mind right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Okay. So nowadays people want to talk about the renegade. I want to tell you a little about a little bit about the seven plagues. I'm enraged, but let me tell you literally I've been engaged with life. People want to say that you have to have a female to make her into a wife, but let me tell you something my brother and sister. If you get caught up with all these blisters, you're going to get yourself caught in this mist. Never mind that I'm already angered, I'm pissed. But then ne make that wish. Again, if you want to give a good kiss, you will give it to the people of life. You will respect all beings. And people say, I am the all-seeing eye, but I'm not trying to make no Illuminati statement. But people try to say it's sublime. But look, I know that God is my grace. Every time I run, I run at a certain pace. People say that rap is dead. I'll bring it back alive. Jesus Christ resurrected, and it's the end of times. See, I could rap without even cursing. You could say what I do is already rehearsed, but ne never mind that. If you dead, you in the hearse, so you shouldn't be saying nothing bad. You should say the things that are good. Be thankful for your life. Again, it's going to be a little bit difficult in the end times. Yay! That just came straight off the dome. Straight, yep. Amazing. Freestyle. That's so great. So uh, you guys can see him at the Neck of the Woods on April 24th. Uh, that was really awesome. This has been Julio Murillo here on Some Call Me Tim, believing and talking about Jesus. And I'm I'm on board today, guys. I, I'm on board. Uh, hey, starting tomorrow is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's from 6 to 11 o'clock. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and from 5 to 10 on Sunday and Monday. We actually have a roast of Jesus on uh, the on the 4th, Sunday the 4th at 5 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun. We also have uh, the Hell Hat and then Hell in a Handbasket because I am obsessed with Hell. Uh, but it's, it's an improv show. It's a lot of fun. Thank you again. This has really been... I'm really, really stoked on this Some Call Me Tim because, like, you've reignited the concept of faith for me. It's really, I mean, it doesn't have to be a dirty word. Christianity doesn't have to be a dirty word, everyone. It doesn't. Um, thanks again. We'll be back next week on Some Call Me Tim. Go check out Julio Murillo and his wonderful music. Yay! Bye!
Testing, testing, testing. Hey, I wonder why mic four is so low.
Bell. Be fearless. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello. 
passport that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say 